Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and ghouls, step right up. Behind this curtain lies a ghastly concoction of delight, horror, fantasy, and terror. Your every wish is our command. Your every whimsical desire brought to life. But I'm warning you, there's always fright. Welcome to the greatest And welcome back to the greatest show on earth that is Talking Terror. As always, I'm your old pal, the King of Horror, Andy G. Welcoming back to this episode of the show where tonight we're welcoming back the Demonic Dean with his film pick of the week, Splinter, from 2008, directed by Toby Wilkins. So before all that fun, uh, I'm joined by the bold, the beautiful, the Gold Geek Keith. The bad fan himself. Hello, everybody. <laughs> 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 Sad fan shit, dude. I'm, I'm fucking, I'm dying. <laughs> I'm a bad fan. Spank me, daddy. I'm a bad fan. I'm watching so wrestling. I, I just fucking, I, yeah, man. Like The shit we come up with in the green room before the show, man. I, I know Dean, you weren't a part of it, but yeah, we we were we were talking. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, we are rejoined by the demonic Dean coming back for his film pick of the week. Welcome back, Dean. Uh, yes, this is true. We are here to talk about my film pick of the week. Um, but if you guys are preparing to talk about wrestling for twenty-seven minutes, just let me know when you're done. <laughs> well, <laughs> I. Uh, I don't want to talk about wrestling for the next half hour uh, because you're here, but uh, I was talking to the ghoul uh, before we got on tonight, uh, and there's only one thing I want to bring up real quick, and it's just because it means a lot to me. Um, My best friend, Jen, um, has been going through a lot uh, in her personal life, financially. She's just been going through it, so she's been depressed and just not really feeling good, and she talked to me about watching wrestling and she was like, well, my friends watch it and the guy I'm seeing watches it. So I think I want to get into it. So I was like, all right, well, definitely like, you know, start watching raw, start watching SmackDown. You'll figure it out. Like, it's just fun. Um, and she got into it in a hardcore way. Uh, her son who always thought wrestling was stupid actually got into it with her as well. So now they're watching raw, they're watching SmackDown, they're watching old pay-per-views, um, and she just messaged me earlier, and she was like, this has basically kicked my depression out of the way. This makes me so happy. I love the themes. I love the angles. I love the stories. I love the matches. She's a huge Seth Rollins fan now. She loves Cody Rhodes, and she's been picking my brain about stories and, and people that are in wrestling right now. Um, I, I just love the fact that wrestling can do that to someone who's going through some shit, going and feeling depressed, and all of a sudden they watch wrestling and they're so happy and they just want to see more. They want to go to live events. They want to be involved in the community that we're all involved in. Um, I'm just happy, you know, the fact that wrestling can do that for someone. I think that's great. Like, I tell that to everyone. Like, wrestling is just stupid fun. Like, whether or not you want to consider it fake or whatever, yeah, it's predetermined, but it's just fun. Um, 
And I'm just, I'm so proud that it brought her and her son together. Now they're, you know, doing RKOs in the living room and there's, there's, you know, chopping each other and her son will kick open the door and all of a sudden he'll play Cody Rhodes theme song. And he's like, hell yeah, American nightmare. That, that's cool, man. Like that just <laughs> makes me so fucking happy. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess I got to take it back, you know, like, listen, Cody Rhodes has now proven me wrong twice. I guess he is truly the uh, the American nightmare. He is who who the people want and need in uh, in today's wrestling. You know, um, the people's champion. That is, no, that 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 would be the one and only Rock. That 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 is forever that moniker. Um, yeah, listen, mm. man, wrestling has always been a family thing, you know, and that stretches all the way back, you know, into the into the forties and the fifties. You know, it was it, yeah. back when it was believed to still be a sport, but like that really was what it was at its heart. You know, it was people coming together to to witness and enjoy, you know, spectacles of physical, you know, uh, amazing physical. I can't think of the word that I'm thinking of right now. Feats, feats of strength. Yes, that's the word. Yep. Um, Mm-hmm. And yeah, we've watched it grow, you know, as we've gone from from various eras, you know, the the Hulk Hogan Hulkamania era that the that the Dean knows, you know, the Stone Cold the and, and, and the the, the Rock, you know, like that. That exactly the Attitude era, the WCW era, you know, all, all of these things. Yep. And uh, but no matter what, at its heart, you know, even when, you know, even when. The Undertaker had Stephanie McMahon, you know, set up in like a bondage type of situation, you know, in the middle of Raw. It was still very much a family oriented moment, you know, and and I will never forget that, you know, and nor should anybody else. But uh, like I said, all all jokes aside, you know, that that is what wrestling is about. Professional wrestling Um, is having a good time, is enjoying yourself. I'm glad she's enjoying the stories. I'm glad she's she's finding joy out of it and that it uh that it is helping her right now. So, you know. That it's, is a good it's bag. so cool, man. You know, and she was asking me about Seth Rollins. She's like, Well what's his story? Like what's he all about? And I'm like, Oh man, you gotta go back to the Shield and I started telling her about the Shield and how they were together with Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose and how they, they defected, and Seth Rollins kind of broke that whole thing up. And she's like, holy shit, I fucking love this. She's like, where else can I find him? I'm like, YouTube, man. Just watch it on YouTube. Just type peacock. in the shit that you want to find. Yeah, Peacock, peacock. too. I'm sure, um, I'm sure you can just go through all the, the backstories and stuff like that right there. You absolutely can. And I was sending her YouTube videos, um, and then I was sending her uh, Bray Wyatt videos. And she was like, oh, my God, I fucking love him. I'm like, well, he passed. <laughs> it's like, but this was my boy. Like, you know, Bray Wyatt was my guy. And she's like, oh, I fucking wish I watched it back when he was around. I would have loved it. And I'm like, yeah. Like, it's fucking cool. And then, her, you know, her son's coming in, and he's like, oh, I'm going to stun you. And I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> her son he used to think wrestling was so stupid and for just idiots. And all of a sudden, he's like, I'm going to give you a pedigree. I was like, that kid gets it. I was like, you just, you know. It, it's so cool to see wrestling bring people together. Um, you know, I know the not, not quite there. These people are trained professionals. So don't trained professionals. Trained. They are. Athletic professionals. You know, and it's you just. I can't I, be I, an athlete. Be an athletic supporter. And, yeah, unfortunately, uh, Elimination Chamber this Saturday is at 5 a.m. because it's in Perth. 
Australia. So uh, the ghoul, myself, and the monkey will be watching it at a more appropriate time, 8 o'clock on Saturday. I, I can't do the 5 a.m. shit. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll watch a recap. I just, I hope I can avoid all the fucking spoilers. I belong to so many fucking wrestling groups on Facebook. I'm like, I, all I, the spoilers. I, I cannot well, go on Facebook. Well, just, just avoid our Facebook group because, you know, the Dean loves to fucking spoil shit. Uh, Dean, well, well, Dean in California, uh, the start time is 2 a.m. on Saturday. So mm. you might make it. You might just stay up, yeah. you know, and just be like, you know what? I'm watching Elimination Chamber, 2 a.m. I'm going to spoil just, the fuck out of it for you guys. Uh, yeah, well, He's I did hear to. that William Atherton is making a cameo as one of the managers of the wrestling team. God Very damn it. Nice. Fucking spoiler king. I'm the king of horror. He's a spoiler king. God Bad damn. dick. I just, you know what? I, uh, I, I saw the trailer that had William Atherton in it. As I, 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 I went to. Oh, no. I, oh, no. I didn't, see, I didn't seek it out. But yes, I uh, complained to, uh, to AMC that I felt like it was a spoiler. And uh, I wanted my, my money back. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah now, you know what? I, uh, I, I am one of the uh, of those that went and and watched that horrific film that is called uh, uh, Madam Web. And uh, dude, Madam, Madam, oh god, is it as bad as they're saying? It is fucking atrocious, bro. It really, it's not even bad in a good way. It's just a bad movie, and right. that just sucks. Like that sucks. Yeah, I heard it was fucking terrible. Like I was like, oh man, I I wanted to see it. I was like, I might go to the theater. Then all of a sudden, all these reviews came in. Like, nah, I'll wait until it comes on digital, yeah, I mean, then I'll rent it. But I I saw all the reviews, and I knew no matter what, I was still going to go see it in the theater because you know it's it's not a Marvel movie, but it's you know, it's it's in the I guess supposed to be in the Venomverse, but it's. I don't think they're even going there with it now. Um, yeah, Sony's in a bad spot with this kind of shit, man, because they, they really need to, to like, figure out what the fuck it is that they're doing with these films because, like I said, I mean, this, it, you know, it, it's bad when a movie's got performances, bad writing, bad filming, bad plot devices, bad music. Like every fucking thing like that could have possibly went wrong with this movie just oh. went wrong. Um, oh god! You know, like uh, the, uh, I, I want to say the spo- I, like there's not even a spoiler. There really isn't. You know what? It's it's more of like saving people. Okay, put it this way: those girls that you mm-hmm. see dressed up in their in their spider women outfits in the commercials. Yeah, that's all you're gonna see, literally. You are not going to see any more than what you saw in those commercials. That sucks. I mean, I already, I already got it spoiled because I was on a, a, a page earlier and they, they talked about uh, the spoilers for that movie. And I was like, really? Okay. <laughs> I was like, I'll just, I'll wait to see it on digital because that spoiler makes no sense. It just, no, I don't get it. I, I, <laughs> I have to wrap my head around it once I see it. Um, but I did see Lisa Frankenstein over the weekend. Surprisingly nice. good. I've heard, I've heard good things about that one. Surprisingly well, did you? good, Ghoul. I did. Oh, I uh, did you know, surprisingly good. Because like, it was written by Diablo Cody, and I do not like her at all. But 
it was surprisingly good. There was a lot of fun. It was, you know, a horror comedy, but you could tell that they were taking their references from, you know, Heather's and my boyfriend's back and Edward Scissorhands, but surprisingly good. So I was kind of happy that it, it went the way that it did. Madam Webb, I wanted to go see, but then I saw the reviews like, yeah, oh, sweet. Yeah, just, yeah. I, uh, I heard from a, from a, from a decent source, uh, which would be my, my old man. Um, his taste in, in films can sometimes be questionable, um, mm-hmm. but, uh, but he, did see, he did say, you know, all all the things that you just said about it are exactly what he said. You know that like the you know basically the the film is a great homage to uh, to those movies. It doesn't try to be yeah. too uh, too in your face with certain things, and that it uh, that that it's a good time. So. I, uh, I, I, that's what the trailer made it look like. So, so I'm all for it. Yeah, definitely. It, you know, the trailer has kind of showed you what the fun was going to be and it, it played out that way. Uh, plus I love Catherine Newton, you know, ever since I saw her in Freaky, I was like, I, I want to see more of this person. So, uh, and plus I'm also a fan of Cole Sprouse who played the character. Oh perfectly. yeah, man. Uh, you know, it, it was just great. Um, so that's a recommend. I mean, Madam Web, uh, you know, I didn't, think it was going to be that good even going into it when I saw the first trailer. I'm like, eh, it'll probably be all right. But, you know, but seeing how badly (laughs) it just, it's like, this is not how you further the universe. Like, it's just, it's sad because you want to see them further the universe, but they do it in such a way where it's just like, no, people are going to not like this. Uh, It's it's unfortunate. Um, Mm. But Dean, I love the fact that you're back. Uh, I want yes. to hear what you have to talk to us about with horror news. What do you got, man? Oh, yeah, Dean. Well, first, tell us what you got, you silly bitch. Oh, oh, silly goose. How, how festive, how festive and, and frolicky. But in the world of the boys, one of Hell my, yeah. one of my personal favorites. Well, you know, boys, uh, ours too. Boys. Uh, one of my personal Dean favorites, loves of course, boys. I love the boys. Uh, I loved Gen V. Um, I'm a big fan. I remember uh, way back when uh, you all said that if I hadn't seen it, I should check it out. And yeah. instantly fell in love with it. And now it's one of my favorite things. And since, uh, you know, 2024 of me... Uh, watching shit that I've wanted to watch for a long time that I have never seen. Um, you know, the, the boys doesn't fall in this category, but I know that season four uh, definitely will be coming in 2024. There is no release date yet for when we're going to get to see season four, but there was a post-production list from the Film and TV Industry Alliance uh, that says, and while Amazon has not revealed this, says that a season five of The Boys is already on the books scheduled to shoot from April 8th of this year. Uh, So it seems that uh, even though the fourth season has not yet aired, uh, the, the, the balls are already in play. Uh, metaphorically speaking, for the oh, fifth boy. season uh, to Dean be created. And not day. only that, uh, <laughs> we have had uh, two spinoffs 
from the boys. We had the animated spinoff. Uh-huh. And then we had the, then we had going to be another spinoff uh, for the boys. This one is simply titled The Boys Mexico. Uh, it is going okay. to be set in Mexico, and it's coming to us from the writer of the Blue Beetle, Gareth uh, Dumb Something uh, Alakazer. Al- Caver, uh, hmm. Gareth Dumpet, Dun, Dumphy Alacaver, perhaps. I can't read my writing as per usual. Uh, but, uh, that no word, of course, on when that's going into production, but it's all currently in the works, and um, you know that will be another spinoff uh, in the ever-growing universe of the boys. And of course, uh, this upcoming season four will see the introduction of. Jeffrey Dean Morgan uh, to the cast. So, so, so so the boys from Mexico spinoff, you know, the only issue I have with that writer is that like Blue Beetle was kind of unbalanced. It wasn't good. (laughs) That's being nice, King. Um, (laughs) I'm trying to be nice. I, 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 I was being nice. Uh, yeah, you know, like I, and I had decent hopes for it, you know, being that it had Miguel from, uh, from, from Cobra Kai in it and, uh, right. Yeah. You know, and it was trying to hit all the right beats, you know, like, Hey, we've got like, you know, a banished writer and all this and that. And, you know, we're really trying to, to, to give you guys, you know, true, you know, heritage stuff from, like, their people. Mm-hmm. But it just fell flat in a lot of ways, man. Um, yeah, sure you know, a, lot of that, a lot of that might also have to do with the character, though, you know, and how they tried to portray it, you know, which was very much like fucking basically Iron Man meets Spider-Man meets fucking Venom, you know. Uh so, so who knows? Maybe, maybe the guy can, 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 maybe he could do a little better with some more adult-oriented material. How about that? How about, how about we believe in that? Go, Gareth. Go. <laughs> how about we believe in the fact that the boy? Well, I can't speak for you guys, but I can only speak for myself. Um, how about we just uh, put faith in the fact that, at least to me thus far, uh, all things related to the boys has been one continuous winning streak um, that has, let to, has yet to let me down uh, thus far. Yeah, I mean, sure. I mean, I, I, I didn't really like Gen V that much, but otherwise, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to going back into the boys' universe. I mean, I, I thought it was okay. Like, I, I didn't think it was terrible, but I just was like, eh, you know. I liked it a whole lot. <laughs> I, I enjoyed yeah. Gen V a whole lot, man. Little cricket. I didn't girl. hate it. I didn't hate it. I, cricket is the fucking best one, but yeah, I, I didn't hate it. But I just, I just was oh, like, no, yeah, I mean, <laughs> come on, man. How many times? The best thing for me was say, yeah. You've seen a tiny, a tiny little woman on a on an average size picking balls. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, I I, I liked uh, Gen V. I just didn't love it. Um, I did like the the post credits for the season finale, um, 
a lot of fun because obviously I'm a big fan of that particular character. Uh, can't wait to see more of him. But uh, I mean, it, it was okay. I just I just didn't love it. I'm looking forward to going back into the boys' universe, you know, back where we belong with Homelander and you know all those characters. Oh, but, lift right, us Dean. back where we belong. I just love Carl Urban, man. I'm a huge fan. <laughs> All right, you cunts. Um, but all right, what else are we talking about? What do you got? So, uh, where Jeffrey Dean Morgan is joining uh, the cast of The Boys, uh, mm-hmm. we know, of course, Jeffrey Dean Morgan plays uh, Negan in The Walking Dead and the uh, Dead City Walking Dead spinoff. But in the realm of The Walking Dead, uh, this Sunday coming up, the 25th of February, we'll finally see the long-awaited return of Andrew Lincoln stepping in to the role of Rick Grimes for the first episode of The Walking Dead, The Ones Who Live spinoff, which will be the Rick and... Michonne's story, uh, from That's what I gather, mm. this Sunday, the 25th, yes. Wow. Uh, Holy shit. From, from what I gather, <laughs> and um, I you know, I'm not, I know, I know that both Dead City and the Daryl <laughs> spinoff are coming back for second seasons. I do believe that The Walking Dead, The Ones Who Live, that the six episodes of this show <clears throat> is going to be it. From what I understand, it's a one-shot yeah. deal. Uh, That's what that Joe Biden we, we don't see that fucking happening. Well, <laughs> we'll see what happens. You know what I mean? Like, Andrew Lincoln left The Walking Dead uh, way back when. Uh, some say uh, that it was all part of the plan for the story. There was other talk about, you know, salary disputes or creative Those differences. There was all kinds of drama. What's that? Those two movies that they wanted to do with Rick Ryan? Okay, so that never well, got made? Was gonna actually, well, the thing is, is that there was actually going to be three of the movies. Three? And then okay. when, yeah, when, when, when you know that, and that going. was all announced that was all announced Three. before COVID. Three. And mm-hmm. COVID, you know, obviously the entire entertainment industry shut down. And it was the long time before anything was able to get in production again that killed that idea. But from what I understand, these six episodes of The Walking Dead, The Ones Who Live, are. I think around uh, like an hour and 20 to maybe even an hour and 30 minutes a piece. So if six mm-hmm. episodes, like that's, that's three movies worth of content right there. Um, that's true. But I'm pretty sure that I did read and I would have to just go back and look, but that this is, this is not uh, something that is going to continue from what I understand, unlike the dead city and the Daryl spinoff. So we'll see what happens. Um, Danae Guerrero, who plays um, Michonne, was on The Daily Show last night um, talking about 
uh, the work that she did and how she uh, did some direction and some executive producing for some of the the episodes. Um, like I'm stoked for it, man. Like uh, through the heyday of The Walking Dead when it was at its best, of course. Uh, the show, you know, Rick obviously was the center of the show. Uh, it's been a long time uh, since he's been on the screen, uh, Andrew Lincoln, and I'm really looking forward yeah. to it. So, uh, you know, this comes, this coming up this Sunday. It's I time. honestly always thought it was going to be a one piece like kind of thing. Like I always thought this is like, we're going to wrap up our show. Like we're going to wrap up the storyline. So yeah, it's a limited event. Like that's the way I always took it. Like it's not going to be like a, Oh, we're going to go for three seasons. Like I always thought it was just like, you know what? We're going to wrap up Michonne and Rick finding each other. And that's going to be the happy ending. Uh, you know, that fans want that. That's the way I took it out of the way, uh, what you guys think, but yeah. Well, yes. And see the, what I'm curious, what I'm really curious about. Um, and again, it's, 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 it's been a while. Like I did like uh, last time there was an, uh, an item to discuss involving the walking dead universe. Uh, my, my, my current location remains the same. I have watched mm-hmm. dead city, which for the most part I enjoyed. I have not yet watched, uh, the Daryl Dixon spinoff, although I do have it on my DVR, the whole thing. Um, mm-hmm. Now, I know that The Ones Who Live is about, uh, you know, obviously it's the Rick and Michonne story. But given where things were in the main series when, uh, you know, Rick Grimes mysteriously vanished after the explosion on the bridge, uh, there are still pieces of this puzzle that I think are important that need to be addressed. Like Michonne, at the end of the flagship show, like left, she was out on, on the search uh, for Rick. We know that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, with the, I, I would have to go and explore, because I don't have this information in the top of my brain, uh, the timelines of the other spinoffs and what's going on, because like, given how close, like, are we going to see any type of reunion between Rick and Daryl? Uh, you know, is Rick ever going to learn about, uh, you know, the different turns that happened with Negan. Uh, you know, is he ever going to see right. Maggie again? You know what I mean? So, like, I know it's the Rick and Michonne story, but, like, but Judith, you know, his, his daughter is still out there. Uh, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm just curious how they, how they if, if it's going to tie it all together or if it's just going to be Rick and Michonne because we know that Daryl, I mean, Daryl spent post-Bridge post Explosion episodes, like, similar to when Carol's, Sophia went missing way back in the beginning. He spent so much time out there along the riverbanks, like searching for remnants of Rick. You know what I mean? Like their, their brotherhood, uh, you know, was also an, an incredibly important part of the show. So I'm curious to see how all of that is handled. I, as a fan, a longtime fan since day one, would be disappointed if these are things that are not addressed, if these are things that are you know, left hanging. Uh, I, yeah. I think it was you who one time told me about uh, another series that, uh, you know, not all storylines get closed. You know, sometimes they just leave threads open. Um, right. So, so you just might have to deal with that. You're not going to see oh, Daryl right. and, 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 and Andrew's love story come to a close. If, if, if that, if that is what it is, then that is what it is. I, 
uh, as a fan of the show and the characters, I, I hope that that is not what happens. But like I, you know, understand how shows work and how storylines work, and now sometimes you don't get answers. Like I'm, that's fine. I've been, I've, I've had my heart broken uh, with this kind of thing uh, since, since I'm a little child with unanswered storylines. So uh, I am used to the trauma. Uh, I'm just stating what I, my hopes are. Uh, for how this thing wraps up. It would be good. I mean, I, I, I'm with you, uh, Dean. Like, I would love to see kind of a resolution to everything uh, where Rick eventually finds his way back to Daryl and Daryl finds his way to Rick and they continue they their can. brothership. Um, they, they, they make out, they fuck, like in Brokeback Mountain. You know, I mean, it could be that they eat, way. They eat, they eat pudding. Know? They eat pudding together. They dip each other's pudding in dicks. I mean, you know, it could be a lot of things, but I don't know. Like, I I, I think out of you, Ghoul, and Dean, I'm the only one that hasn't gone back to it when Rick left. I still haven't. Right. I'm waiting to get the, the whole series on Blu-ray when it comes out of The Walking Dead and then kind of wrap it up. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm happy that they're bringing back two characters that meant a lot to the series, which is Michonne and Rick. Um, and I'm hoping that they, you know, kind of have a limited series, but at the same time, maybe there's room for more, but at the same time, it's like, how long are we going to go with the Walking Dead train? Where it's just like, all right, we're done. Like, you know, we're... <laughs> but well, who look, knows? It's they on for they must time. have enough of a viewership that AMC keeps investing money in it. You know what I mean? Like, I know the numbers right? are nowhere yeah. near what it was at its peak when there were like something like 16 million people were tuning in every week. I know that the numbers are nowhere near that, but they must be turning enough of a coin on it to keep making the investment. No, it's absolutely true. And I, I just love the fact that uh, when the ghoul and I would go to cons back in the day, we would meet Walking Dead characters. I would always want to meet them, and they would fucking die. <laughs> and I was like, am I the Grim Reaper of fucking Walking Dead characters? Like, yes, Beth you were. and Herschel? Yes, you, and, <laughs> you know, and just, yeah. Every time I met one of them, they would fucking die. And I was like, God damn. <laughs> got to you the know, point just, they weren't meet they weren't gonna meet the king anymore. They were like, Fuck this You know We're losing dude, our jobs. Do you remember do you remember when we met um uh what's her name? Uh she played Beth, Emily Green. And I gave her the shirt for our show and she's like, oh, thanks. <laughs> I was like Damn. I was so nervous to meet her, and then I met Tyrese at the same event, Chad Coleman, who played Tyrese, and he was like, oh, man, you guys are cool. What's that pin you got on your shirt? i got to meet that guy. <laughs> he was so fucking cool. Um, but, yeah, like, I just, I'll never forget that. <laughs> just, you guys you meet know, Herschel also? Yes. What's that? She did. Did you guys meet Herschel yeah. also? Yeah, I met Herschel. Yeah, we met Herschel. Uh, I got a picture with him, Scott Wilson, rest in peace, who actually passed away. Yeah, he away passed away life. a few years ago. Yeah. yeah, he was so yeah, he was, fucking cool, man. He was a really nice guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he was, he was definitely a real cool dude. Nice. He, to he meet. was so sweet, and I didn't have a Walking Dead question for him. I actually asked him about the uh, behind the mask of Rise of Leslie Vernon. I was like, "You're gonna make a sequel to that?" He's like, "Well, we hope so." <laughs> I was like, "That means no," but thank you so much. Like, you know, uh, he was so fucking cool, man. Like, I, I, I miss, you know, Scott Wilson. He, he was so great. 
he's been in a lot of movies that we've talked about in the show, but yeah, man, like I always felt like I was the grim reaper of the walking dead. Cause every time I met one of them, they would die. And I was like, ah, fuck. Yeah. He was still alive too yeah. when you met him. And then he died. Yeah. Yeah. And in real life he died, but yeah, but, uh, you know, I, well, I, at least, I know, yeah, at least he got a couple of years. He did. He did. And I was glad that he did. Um, but yeah, I, I I can't watch that Michonne Rick series without watching the rest of The Walking Dead. So it'll it'll be in my queue for a little while. But I'm so excited that you're happy for it, Dean, because you know I know how much it means to you, The Walking Dead. So I hope you enjoy it. You have to let us know what you think about it. Yeah, you know, uh, like I said, I'm um, um, I'm looking forward to it. I hope that I hope it's good. And and really, that's that's what it comes down to. Right, so what are we talking about next? What do you got for us? I, yeah, I just have to re-up my AMC Plus account, um, you know, which I might be doing because I know Sam wants to, to obviously watch it, being that she's caught up on everything. Um, mm-hmm. it's, in, it's, on, also, it's on regular AMC. You don't have regular AMC on TV? We don't have – no, nah, because we, we have the Hulu thing. Uh, it's, uh, it's one of the channels they don't have. Yeah. Um, and we're okay with that. You know, we, we've got the channels that we do like. Um, the other streaming site didn't have uh, Sling or whatever it was called. Uh, but, but yeah, now, as, as far as, like, they, they have other shows on that channel, though. The Interview with the Vampire series, and uh, there's a new Witch series out as well. So, well, we, we have a reason to get it besides The Walking Dead. Um, I just wasn't paying, you know, whatever the, the crazy yearly jump was that, that they were going with. Hmm. Hmm. Alright. So what else are we talking about, Dean? What do we got? Uh you know, so many people have been waiting with bated breath for the killer clowns from outer space video game. Uh Monkey from, is. Uh yes. Um coming from Ilphanic and Terravision games and now uh coming to your PC, P- PlayStation or Xbox, uh June fourth will be the release date. Uh, for the Killer Clowns Ooh. from Outer Space video game. So just a few months from now, uh, you will be able to play this game. That's going to be fucking cool. I know the monkey is so fucking looking forward to it. You know, when we announced it on the show, he's like, oh, shit, I get to play that? Like, yeah, man. So I just hope it's not like uh, Friday 13th, where the ghoul just was like, yeah, I'm waiting in the queue. Not interested. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think they've gotten much better with the matchmaking for all these things, uh, and I think they they learned some lessons from from Friday the Thirteenth with that, at least. Um, plus, I just think in general the uh, they've they've gotten better. I think so. Um, I know that the Texas Chainsaw Massacre game definitely revamped everything uh, after Friday Thirteenth. And made new maps, new characters. Barbara Crampton is going to be a new character in that game. So apparently, you know, the Texas Chainsaw Master game, you know, is definitely amping up what they have. Um, I obviously haven't played it. I've only seen, uh, you know, YouTube playthroughs, which is hard because it's a, a party-based game where you have to have multiplayers. But you know, Barbara Crampton joining the Texas Chainsaw Master game is cool. 
And again, like the the Dean brought up the last time he was here, there's probably going to be another fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. There is. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, Leatherface and Kim uh, wrecking havoc on a gated community. HOA that doesn't that doesn't realize that uh, the abandoned property just outside the well manicured gates uh, lies a deep dark secret. Of the Sawyers. That was the thing that I didn't bring up last week on the show because you weren't on the show. And I was like, I think we talked about it. But, yeah, the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie that's being purported is going to be uh, HOA, a gated community, where all of a sudden there's this abandoned property where it's like, ah, that's what Weatherface was with his family uh, and it wreaks havoc. And that's what I think needs to happen because um, we talked about Texas Chainsaw Massacre the Netflix movie from 2022 and Weatherface didn't have a family. He was just kind of on his own and did what he had to do. But I think that's what makes Weatherface so great is because the fact that he has a family, you know, he has these crazy psychopathic people that yeah. are in it. You know, he, he's there, but you need to have the psychopathic family to make it work. So, yeah. Yeah, so, I think personally, a, a big part of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre's charm, yeah, if we're to call it that, is the fact that, that yes, the Saw is family. It is a group yeah. of fucking psychotic individuals, you know, and Leatherface is just one amongst them. Mm-hmm. He's the heavy. Yes. You can't. And you can't was, make him that yet. He was mm-hmm. dragging himself up the, up the long driveway at the end of 2022. Uh, but yeah. it wasn't stated in uh, what I had read and talked about here on the program. It wasn't stated whether or not uh, this is just if this is a sequel. It didn't say if this is a sequel to 2022 right. or just another right. Texas Chainsaw movie. We don't we don't know yet. And I'm sure uh, you know once this thing starts to once the pieces into play, things are moving along, we'll have plenty more information that we'll learn about it regarding if it's a sequel or not. Like, who knows? Maybe he's dragging himself up the fucking driveway and, you know, a few miles behind the fucking house is where the gated community is. Like, who who the fuck knows at, at this point? But, um, you know, I it, it also it wasn't stated whether or not this was going to be uh, for Netflix again, which uh, I'm pretty sure that Netflix was pleased with uh, the performance mm-hmm. of Texas Chainsaw 2022 while it wasn't oh, excuse me while it wasn't uh, a great movie uh, by any stretch like I feel like it was probably one of the more entertaining in the realm of all of the shit that's come over the years involving the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and you know I'll be curious to see to see what happens here I absolutely it's a low, and it's a low as, floor bro that's that's the problem you know? yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's not like it's very true it, it, it's good in comparison to the shit that has come out which is all really bad it's you fucking make the greatest point ghoul because we are obviously like I had said recently we're at 50 years of Texas Chainsaw this year August 18th 1974, that first movie came out. It is technically, from a horror standpoint, a perfect film. Um, but the sequels always kind of left you wanting something more. Um, you know, 
part two I've ever been a fan of. Like, I, I enjoy it, but not a big fan because it's just too funny. But Leatherface needs to have a family. He needs to have a family to play off of. Like, it can't just be himself. Like, Texas Chainsaw 3D um, with Alexandra Daddario, it's fine. Like, it's, it's not great. But at the same time, Leatherface is by himself. He's abandoned, and he's left to be in his basement. Uh, that's being watched over by one of the, you know, Sawyer family members. God, he's also the great. fucking anti, but he's also the anti-hero in that movie too. You know, like that. Mm-hmm. The, the, the problem with that one is they were trying too hard to like make the town seem like they were the fucking nuts. And, and I'm all for that. I got no problem with them doing this fucking Hatfield McCoy shit. I just, uh, right. if you're going to do it, you do need to have, uh, again, the Sawyer family and I think the idea with the Daddario film was to kind of like try to build something from that and obviously mm-hmm. it just it didn't happen well they tried to with the 2017 Leatherface like they tried to build it all together to build lore but it just didn't make fucking any sense It's just, okay so Leatherface uh, is going to be a fucking handsome boy, um, very cut, very lean, but he gets his jaw cut, and that's why he's upset, and now he can't talk anymore, so now he's Leatherface. It's like, no, you have that big boy that should have been the Sawyer, but they didn't do it. Um, you know, and then with Texas Chainsaw 3D, it's you're you're trying to mix with the times where it's just like Alexandra Dario, her character should have been at least in her forties in that movie. Yeah, <laughs> that that uh-huh. right. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of an issue. A little bit of an issue. And then the Texas Chainsaw movie that came out on Netflix, it's not entirely bad. There's things I like about it. But at the same time, it's like Leatherface doesn't do well without a family. He is family-bound. So for him to be by himself and all of a sudden he's like, oh, that woman in the orphanage that I was hanging out with is dead. I'm going to put her face on my face and then just kind of kill people. Well, it's a stretch. You know, it's it's a stretch. Because why is he going home? Why is he going back to the house? Because that's (laughs) all he knows. You know, but... He should have been there the entire time. Leatherface doesn't know anything else other than home, so why would he not be there? So when they showed that shot at the end of the uh, 2022 uh, Texas Gen I was like, well, he should have been there the entire time. Like, there's no reason for him to leave. That's his home. So this new one that they're purporting, like the Dina talked about, being Leatherface versus an HOA, it's like, fine, but Make there be a family, please, because that's where Weatherface is comfortable. You know, he's got his brothers, he's got his chainsaw. Like, yeah, I just, I want a family. Um, and that's where Texas Chainsaw Master Video Game does well. It's based on the whole fucking family. You can team yeah, up with North and go looking for a family. Weatherface just isn't good on his own. <laughs> he needs brothers, he needs sisters. And the video game gives him plenty of that. And that's what I love is that there's Sissy and there's Travis and there's all these people that are in the, the slaughter family um, that are with him. 
So he's not by himself. So if it happens again, great. Let's fucking do it. But give him a fucking family. That's all I want with a, a chainsaw movie. Give him a family because we haven't gotten that in a while. Yeah, not since Fast yeah. X. So, all right, Dean. What are we talking about next? Uh, Venom 3 mm-hmm. uh, will hit the big screen on November 8th. Uh, but what I wanted to announce, because she's a, a personal favorite, from a personal favorite, uh, the beautiful Clark Bacco, uh from the Apple TV series, uh, that she stars in with Lakeith Stanfield, the cha- Stanfield, the Changeling, as well as uh, the beautiful, beautiful Rosie on one of my all-time favorite shows, Letterkenny, uh, has joined the cast of Venom Three. Uh, I don't really care anything about Venom Three. I just wanted to share this because of Clark Bacco joining the cast because I love her. Is Letterkenny worth checking out? Because people keep telling me to watch it. All right, here's the thing. I discovered the show uh, with uh, the the most recent season uh, that just aired uh, back in December uh, was the 12th season and the final season. Uh, when I okay. discovered the show uh, in the probably end of summer uh, 2022, uh, 10 seasons had been out and the new seasons always come in December. So uh, I only had to look forward to this 11th season season and then the the 12th season. Uh, Each of the seasons is only six episodes. And then sometimes there's a seventh like special uh, holiday episode that would get released a couple months after the big drop in December because they release it all at the same time. Uh, It's Canadian. Mm -hmm. It takes place in a small town in Canada and uh, I like it's 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 weird, quirky, offbeat humor, uh, with whip smart, incredibly whip smart dialogue, uh, incredible in jokes and recall of in jokes, unique and funny characters, and uh, and and some really great and emotional storylines, and uh, it like it's not the kind of comedy that is going to like like connect right from the get-go, like, it takes a few episodes till you, till, like, the light bulb hits, and you're like, oh, this is what's happening here, and then it's, like, the funniest fucking thing ever. I mean, I, I could not fucking love it more. I absolutely fucking love it. I think it is absolutely brilliant. Um, I, I am heartbroken that it's ending. In fact, I love it so much, and I'm so sad that it's over, that, the six episodes of season 12 are sitting there in my Hulu. And like, I haven't watched it yet because I don't want it to end. Um, but I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it real soon. Like it, it's in my plan to watch it uh, probably uh, next week. But um, I fucking love it. I think it's inc- like, I think it's totally worth checking out. Um, it's incredible stoner comedy also. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's just really, really smart and funny. Like I, 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 I have glowing things to say about it. Um, truly, uh, like it's one of, if not, if not the, it's definitely my most favorite show of like my adult life. I, I can't necessarily say it's my favorite show of all time. Uh, but it's been a long time cause I don't watch a lot of TV shows. 
but it's been a long time since I've watched something that I have become so fucking obsessed with and love so much. Like I, I so much so that like sometimes on my break at work, I will fall down uh, the letter Kenny YouTube rabbit hole and just watch like funny scenes uh, or funny conversations. Um, you know, it's just, I, I, I can go on and on and on and on, but we're not, we're not the fruit stand, which is the letter Kenny podcast. Um, you know, uh, the fictional beer, which they turn into a real beer that they drink on the show, is called Puppers. Uh, Puppers, uh, like I have a Puppers beer T-shirt. I have a Puppers beer uh, beer, uh, beer glass. Uh, they make a Puppers beer that they sell in Canada. And I've been trying to get somebody in Canada to buy it for me and send it to me because you can't. They don't sell it in America and they won't ship it to America. Uh, the whiskey uh, that they drink on the show, the fictional whiskey, is called Gus and Brew, and uh, they made an actual. Canadian whiskey Gus and Brew, which I was able to order, so I have a nice, beautiful bottle of Gus and Brew whiskey on my counter. Um, nice. I, I, like I said, I can fucking go on and on and on, and the time will run out, and you guys will be like, "Can you guys, can Dave, can you just fucking stop talking about this?" <laughs> yeah, I, it's been recommended to me a lot because I love Kids in the Hall, which is a Canadian, you know, a sketch comedy. Um, it's been recommended to me a lot, so I'm glad that you love it so much because I want to check it out now. Because yeah, yeah, it's, it's, been it's not some of that Canadian times. ethos. It's not, it's not sketch comedy like like Kids in the Hall. Like it's characters in a story, um, and storylines. Mm. Some of the episodes are like standalone episodes, and then some of the epi- sometimes there's like a three or four episode uh, story arc uh, that's going on. Uh, but I couldn't love it more. It's created by a guy named Jared Kiso, who plays the main character of Wayne, and then another character that's uh, on the hockey team, the local hockey team that you, uh, you never see, but you hear named Shorzy. And there's also a Shorzy spinoff series. Uh, and, uh, and his writing partner, uh, Jacob Tierney, who plays the character of Glenn, like they have written all of it. Like they, I mean, like truly fucking brilliant, man. So if you get a chance to check it out, I would love to hear your thoughts. Um, like I said, it's, it's, it's each season is only six episodes and the episodes are only like 22 to 25 minutes long. So it's, it's not a big time investment. Um, like I watched the first 10 seasons in just a fucking few weeks. Like I would get fucking (laughs) blazed and put my headphones on at night and just watch like three or four episodes. Um, and, and again, if you get a chance to check it out, um, I couldn't recommend it more. Glowing. I give it glowing work. Yeah, I have the episodes saved. I downloaded them, and I was like, I'm going to watch this. But the fact that you gave it such a glowing review, I'm like, all right, now I need to watch it. But I can't wait. I, it's going to be a lot of fun, I think. But all right, what else are we talking about, Dean? Uh, let's see. What else are we talking about? EC Comics, uh, you know, created way back in 1944 by uh, a man named Maxwell Gaines. <laughs> Uh, EC Comics uh, started as an educational series for children, and when Maxwell Gaines uh, died in a boating accident at age 47 and his son Sam took over the company, uh, Sam Gaines uh, changed the direction of the company uh, into the horror realm of which EC Comics became most known for uh, Mm -hmm. with uh, famous, the most famous, of course, being uh, Tales from the Crypt, and also something called Vault of Horror, and something yeah. called Weird Science, Weird Fantasy, and more. Well, EC Comics came to an end in 1956, but mm-hmm. now Press, 
with cooperation from the Gaines estate, is resurrecting uh, EC Comics. Uh, they are going right. to be launching all new uh, stories with A-list comic creators uh, this summer. Uh, the first two projects are uh, both going to be anthology style, with the first one uh, being a horror series that's going to be called Epitaphs from the Abyss. And then the second one is going to be more sci-fi based. Uh, that's going to be called A Cruel Universe. Uh, so again, uh, you be on the lookout for these things coming this summer, but EC Comics uh, is returning uh, from its long dormant rest. I can't fucking wait, man. That's great news, uh, Dean. I was a huge fan of EC Comics back in the day. Um, Tales from the Crypt, Ball of the Horror, like, yeah, I had so many issues. So that's great. I, I can't wait for that to come back. Needs to. Yeah, it's about time. But what else are we talking about, Dean? Well, is everybody going to get all uptight if I share something about Ghostbusters, or, or should I are you move spoil on uh, to, the, to the next piece? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know, if you, I don't know what you would categorize as a spoiler, so I don't know what to say. I feel, I feel awkward and uncomfortable right now with, 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 with the news item that I have <laughs> oh, on my paper. Cause I, don't, I don't want anyone to get all twisted around. Let's go. Come on. Come on, this show guy. Me get, it, get it all nice, get it all nice and open. It'll be all. Oh. All right. We spit on my finger Very a little bit simply. for you. Come on. All right, we're ready. Very <laughs> simply, director of the upcoming Ghostbusters: Frozen Empire, uh, Gil Keenan, has said that unlike uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife, he said that the did you just spoil the original of Ghostbusters? I did. I did. I'm so sorry. Um, Please bring your panties out. Um, The uh, has said that the the characters, the original Ghostbuster characters from the original movies in Frozen Empire, he says, and I quote, are going to be actual characters uh, (laughs) with depth to their storylines, and they are not going to be there just to serve as nostalgia pieces. Hmm. So in other All words, right. they're, not cameo, cool. they're not just cameo appearances, is what he's saying. Yeah, that's fucking cool. Yeah, man. like I, I like that. I like that a lot. You know, I hope it's not ruined ghoul, for you. Ghoul spoiler you know, with Egon's dead. I, <laughs> I could have, uh, I could have told you this though as well because I saw the trailer, and yes, it does indeed look. Like they are um, more than just cameos. Spoil it. I'm um, not. Oh no! I did. I don't no. want to know. No! No! <laughs> because I've avoided it. They I saw die. the first trailer. I was like, I'm done. I, you guys know, I'm a huge fucking Ghostbusters fan. So I was like, you know what? Nope. <laughs> I saw the first trailer of Frozen Empire. I was like, that's it. I'm done. I don't need to say any more. I don't want to get any spoilers. And, of course, spoiler King Bean was like, hey, William Atherton. Like, ah, so right. There is a reason for the Cruel Summer song okay. in the movie. Okay. It's a little bit of a spoiler. There is a Karate Kid crossover. Well, you know, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> 
expected it. <laughs> you know, Daniel Son versus Ghosts. That's cool. Um, no, I just, I honestly, I just avoided it. Like, I just, I know, I ain't afraid uh, of no mac and cheese. I just, you know, we saw that first trailer, and I was like, you know what, I'm good. I'm good. I don't need this anymore. I know it's going to be good. I can't fucking wait. March 22nd, 2024. I'm going to be in the theater. Listen to the ghost. He's spoiling in the song. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, it's cool. Like, I, I honestly hope that, uh, like you had said, uh, Dean, that these power grids like, shut off by Nicholas here. They caused an explosion. Is this true? Yes, it's true. This man has no dick. This man has no, no dick. dick. Well, that's what I heard. <laughs> I fucking, I, I, I love it. Like, I, you guys know how much of a Ghostbusters fan I am, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to Frozen Empire next month. I, I have not watched any further trailers. I do know, uh, Ghoul, this might interest you, that AMC... They're releasing a Ghostbusters trap popcorn bucket uh, for the yep. movie uh, when it comes out. But Regal, my Regal, has also said they're going to release a Ghostbusters trap popcorn bucket. So I was like, I need to get that. Okay. I, was like, I can't fucking wait. Uh, I love not, the competing theaters. I'm not theaters. spending the ridiculous amounts of money that they fucking put there. That's like the Dune fucking I fucking am, dude. It looks like something that you should be fucking, yes. It looks like a fucking Dune <laughs> beam flashlight. Okay. Um, no, there's, 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 there's no hiding that. It just is. It is no, it it's is. a flesh bucket. Yeah, yep, and SNL actually made a fucking fucking whole skit about the bucket. Um, you can go on to uh, YouTube and look up the SNL sketch where they fucking talked about the fucking Dune bucket, about how it's like, I'm going to fuck it. <laughs> it's, fucking, it's fucking hilarious. But, yeah, so AMC and Regal are competing for Ghostbusters merch. Uh, with the Ghostbusters trap, I was like, you know what? I might get that trap because I fucking love Ghostbusters so much. Um, but I've not seen that trailer. Ghoul, you did. I didn't. <laughs> the king of spoilers, Dean, did. I, I have not. So it's already been ruined. That's fine. I was hoping God damn it, Dean. It's fine. Hmm. What you did, Dean. Look what Look you what did, did, Dean. Look what Look I what did. did. How am I ever going to live this down? I I don't know what to say. But, um, Dean, before we Speaking give you a last item for I apologize for I'm a little bit pissed off on fucking, uh, upon finding out that Dune is now supposed to be three parts, not two. Three parts? Three parts. Three parts. They're spreading the Dude. fuck out, man. They really want you in that fucking theater, man. <laughs> you know, I, 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 again, I, I, for, for what you got in that first movie, I enjoyed it with the idea of knowing that, that yes, it needed its continuation, which should be in the second movie, uh, which, of course, like we, we had spoken about, it was ballsy of them even go into it with that mindset being that there was no guarantee. They had no, no 
deal in place to even make that second movie yet. So mm-hmm. the fact that you now decided to make it three. Three. Oh, no. Yeah. Listen, you know what? So Dude, fucking much. I, I, if it wasn't for the fact that the movies are like, they're, they're like Lord of the Rings length. You know what I mean? Like that, yeah, that's yeah. honestly what I, that's what I feel like I'm in all over again. Like the Lord of the Rings trilogy, the Hobbit trilogy, like here we go. So like we're going to get this one and it's going to be two and a half hours long. And then the third movie is going to come out. It's going to be three fucking hours long. You know, and, and, and as a fan, you know, like I, I just want the fucking story told, man. I just want it told. Yeah. I want to know when my movies are coming out. I want to know that they're coming out for a fact, and and that be that. So, I mean, I guess it's a good thing that I at least know the third film is being made, because that is now guarantee. And we said is, um, but yeah, this is something guarantee. I wanted to bring. This is something I wanted to bring up, and I, I'm sure Dina has something else she wants to talk about, but. It's something I found out earlier today uh, via Facebook group. Uh, so, well, the, the Facebook group takes precedence, though. Go ahead, King, please. So in 1990, Warren Beatty made the Dick Tracy movie. Do you guys remember that movie? Of course. With Breathless and Madonna. Um, but no one would let him make another one. And even he tried to do a TV show, but... He got so mad, he decided to find a loophole in his contract and get decades of petty revenge. So every couple of decades, he makes a no-budget 20-minute TV special where he complains to Leonard Maltin while wearing his old costume of Dick Tracy. Uh, And he releases it unannounced in the middle of the night on TMC. This week, just this week, at 85 years old, he premiered his new one called Dick Tracy Zooms In. He didn't even have to show up on set. However, legally, he has gone to court to make sure that this counts as sequels and thus renew the rights to the character. He does this solely to make sure that no one can legally take the character from him. This new special will make the character his until 2027 when Dick Tracy goes into public domain. Anyone can use him for free. Fucking troll level. doesn't even give a shit. <laughs> I have this character. 2027 is when it's over. I'm probably going to be dead. I just, I love that. Because I actually liked Dick Tracy when I saw him in theaters back in the day. That was a fun fucking movie. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was, uh, you know, it was touted at the time you know 1990 i remember that coming out and i remember it being a big deal madonna al pacino like you know all all these big names being involved with it and warren Beatty, you know as dick tracy had that uh charlie cosmo cosmo whatever his name is uh from from can't Mm -hmm. hardly wait is the kid in the movie um you know like I, i remember being excited about it and then, like, watching it and kind of being like, eh, it wasn't for me. You know, it, 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 it was my stepdad's era. You know, like, that was his era of, like, comics and comic strips and mm-hmm. things of that nature. You know, for, for me, it was like, okay, it's okay, I guess. 
you know, and I couldn't care less about Madonna and, and her acting ability. And, you know, Warren Beatty was just some old dude. Um, you know, he was an old dude to me <laughs> yeah. then, you know, which is sad because, like, now I'm that age. So so now it's, like, great. You know, like, you are. <laughs> like now, now I'm old. We're all fucking old men. <laughs> I just thought it was great. The fact that Warren Beatty was like, you know what? I fucking got this character. And I'll always say at 3 o'clock in the morning on fucking TV in or nobody cares about. But, um, that, that, I, is I love fucking that. Heavy, that is some heavy-duty trolling. That, that, I will admit, man, that is some fucked-up shit. Wearing the fucking Dick Tracy costume, too, no less. <laughs> I just, I was like, God damn, this fucking guy gets it. But, all right, Dean, what else you have to talk about tonight? Uh, let's see. What else do I have to talk about tonight? Let's see. Uh, yes, one well, of the biggest you, Dean, names. What else do you have to talk about tonight? Well, you're interrupting me when I'm trying to introduce the next topic. Uh, we'll get to Splinter momentarily. Don't worry. I think that's just going to be all detailed. But back in the, uh, in the 90s and the early 2000s, one of the biggest names uh, in genre DVD uh, was Anchor Bay Entertainment. Uh, Absolutely, yeah. Ton of Anchor releases on my show. Which, uh, yes. Well, in uh, in the mid early two thousands, uh, the Anchor Bay uh, label uh, was kind of folded into Lionsgate, and uh, yep. you know, kind of faded away. So, I have learned that the Anchor Bay Entertainment level is being revised. No. Uh, uh, by men named Thomas Zambeck and Brian Katz. Uh, the first two Anchor Bay label releases are going to be a puppet horror film called Abruptio, and then also the Texas Chainsaw Massacre documentary uh, Dinner with Leatherface. Uh, Zambeck and nice. Brian Katz say uh, that they will be using the Anchor Bay label to bring Genre films, undiscovered treasures, cult classics, remastered and remastered catalog releases. Now, uh, what I did see regarding this story is that uh, this Anchor Bay, this new Anchor Bay, does not include uh, the previous Anchor Bay labels library. Um, Smack that shit. With that being said, uh, Thomas Zambeck did work for the original Anchor Bay uh, and apparently will be modeling this new Anchor Bay on the way the old Anchor Bay worked. Well, they're back. That's cool. I have a lot of Anchor Bay releases. So it's very cool that they're back trying to make their way back into the industry because I love fucking physical media. You guys know that. No. I, I don't like... Cloud shit <laughs> downloads. You don't, I love you don't like cloud media. shit. You don't like yeah, cloud, cloud shit. Cloud, cloud shit. Shoes? Yeah, I love cloud shoes. I wear cloud shoes, but no cloud shit. I don't like because, like the ghoul have said, yeah, one day you wake up and the fuck is just gone. I wanted to watch Rob Zombie's Halloween, but no, it's gone now. No, thank you. I felt so bad when he said that too. Yeah. They took it away. And, you took know, it away. You buy it. You buy it. And you it, and it's gone. 
buy it, mm. and they take it away. But all right, Dean, what else are we talking about? Why they take it away. I don't know. They take it away. They just man. do it. They just do that they sometimes. Take they just away. take it away. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, a couple things really, really quickly. Just a couple things to plow through really quick that don't really need discussion unless you all feel compelled to talk about it. But uh, finally, the second half of the third season of the Chucky series will start airing on April 10th. Nice. Uh, the big hit, uh, Megan from uh, last January. Uh, they said uh, a sequel was moving ahead almost immediately that was scheduled to be released uh, next January, January 17th, 2025. But that has now been pushed back, and the Megan sequel will hit the theaters May 16th, 2025. Uh, we hmm. have talked about uh, the new Alien film, Alien Romulus, uh, which hits theaters on August 16th of this year. Uh, star mm-hmm. Isabella Merced promises, she promises a scene so disgusting that audiences will have to look away. Uh, so we'll, we'll see uh, what that means if, when the time comes. If, she, if she's on screen, I ain't looking away. That girl is and <laughs> no, I'm fucking looking forward to that. <laughs> she's so fucking then, hot, man. Sadly, still not enough yeah. to make Madam Web worth watching. Oh, okay. The uh, recent uh, Goosebumps series for Disney Plus in Hulu uh, was successful in how they measure those things, and it's announced that the Goosebumps series is getting a second season. Uh, they are going the anthology route, so the second season. Uh, is going to be an entirely new story, an entirely new setting, an entirely new cast of characters, uh, and it will only be eight episodes compared to the first season's ten episodes. And then also, uh, Zach Galligan, star of Gremlins and Gremlins to the new, uh, the new, um, what was it, the new batch? Batch. Uh, new batch. Yeah. Uh, he says that he believes that the Warner Brothers endgame is to make a third Gremlins film. Uh, He says that given the, I guess it was a success, the success of the secrets of the Mogwai uh, has, uh, has really has them investing (laughs) in a second season. Uh, And he says that why would they invest in not just one, but two seasons of secrets of the Mogwai? And that a third film, uh, he believes, would be uh, a sequel and not a reboot because Christopher Columbus, who owns a chunk of the rights to the Gremlins property, property has nixed uh, any ideas regarding a reboot. So those are just Zach Galligan's beliefs, uh, but I thought I would share them since over the time that we've done Talking Terror, we have talked about Gremlins uh, so many different yeah. times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, I I don't know about you guys, but like, I think I might have turned on Secrets of the Mogwai, and uh, I have, and promptly turned it off, and Same. not even because it was like, oh, I don't want to watch this. It was like, oh, I, I turned it on, 
and something like something like diverted my attention for all of like <laughs> minutes, and I was like, "Oh, what was I watching? I don't remember." So like, and I never ever went back to it. I've never, you know, the only time like I've even heard it mentioned other than like here, is I remember somebody like asked something Gremlins, and I was like, "Oh yeah, there's like a new cartoon series." And, like, that was it. It was never brought up again. I don't know anybody that's seen it. I don't know anything, like, about it other than what I saw in the trailer. Like, I have got zero information. I got no feedback on this. And, like, normally I hear no somebody like, oh, hey, you like the Gremlins, you know? Like, oh, you're a horror guy. Like, did you check the fucking Gremlins cartoon? It's bad. It's good. Like, even my old man typically will text me and be like, did you catch the new fucking Gremlin series? It sucks. You know, like anything. But no, I got zero on this one. It's not good. <laughs> it's really not. It's I fun. haven't watched so, one. You heard it here, folks. It's not good. No, it's, it's not. But, you know, hey, listen, Doug Algen thinks that we might get a third Gremlins movie, which a lot of AI has done already. Yeah, could happen. Who knows? But it could happen. All right, Dean. So tonight it's your pick for Splinter in twenty twenty eight, directed by it Toby is. Wilkins. What did you think about it? Give us a hit of the plot. What you thought about it? Let's go, man. Uh yes, directed by Toby Wilkins, written by Kai Barry, Ian Shore, and Toby Wilkins. Uh two thousand eight Splinter, uh starring Jill Wagner, Paulo Costanzo, Ruben. You remember Ruben? Uh, amongst okay. others. Uh, yeah. uh, anyway, in, in Splinter, uh, we, have, uh, we have young couple, uh, Seth and Polly, who are on an anniversary camping trip. And uh, when they can't get their tent set up, they decide to... Uh, find a motel where they are then uh, carjacked and taken hostage uh, by uh, Dennis and Lacey, who uh, are are on the run, and, and, and Lacey also seems to be either ill or on drugs, and um, they end up running over an animal that has weird splinters growing out of it, and uh, once they stop at a gas station, when their vehicle starts to overheat, uh, they are attacked by uh, some type of splintery monster, and uh, they're forced to to band together uh, to figure out uh, what is happening and figuring out a way to survive. So that is the brief synopsis of Splinter for 2008. And as for my personal feelings, I like this one. I felt I liked that it was like like short, an hour and, and 20 minutes. And, uh, you know, nothing uh, groundbreaking here, nothing that we haven't seen before, but I thought there were some really good suspenseful moments. And, uh, you know, I, I just kind of enjoyed it for what it was. I liked that it was just like a quick, quick hit uh, kind of quick-moving, suspenseful, uh, you know, kind of fun, kind of creature feature, uh, if you will. Very cool. All right, cool. What did you think about Splinter? Tonight, you have learned the final and greatest truth of the ninja. That <laughs> ultimate mastering comes not from the body, but from the mind. Together, 
There is one thing that your mind cannot accomplish. So Splinter, 1990, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Fantastic movie. Good time. Definitely a fucking snapshot of, <laughs> of the era. Um, that, that is the movie that I watched for this week. And, and, and no, just kidding. Um, listen, this was a uh, kind of like... You have been to the movies again. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> so, you, what I tell you cannot go out in public, Raphael. Um yeah, look, like like you said, this is kind of like a fun creature feature. We've we've certainly seen this type of movie. Um, you know, this is one of those though where, you know, it's an indie film. You can feel that it is definitely an independent movie, but you can also feel like it's an independent. It's an independent movie that had a little bit of a budget and some some good crew working with it because some of the camera shots are really good. Some of the performances are good. You know, uh, Shea Wiggum, whatever his name is. Um, I, I always enjoy him in things, whether it's the fucking Dark Knight or, 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 or any other or film. That, like, I, yeah, there you go. You know, like stuff that I catch him in. I'm always like, oh, hey, it's that guy. You know, he's a familiar face. And always <laughs> he was the guy. I, I just I recognized him right away because it's, it's, it's just, this one has just been on relentlessly lately. lately. But he is the guy that is the captain uh, that's driving the yacht in the Wolf of Wall Street when it's mm-hmm. storming and they're just <laughs> yeah. trying to suck the fucking quaalude down their throat. Uh, so I thought it was funny to see. Yeah, you know, he's in the Fast and the Furious movies as like Paul Walker's like FBI partner or whatever he is. He's the one that always ends up getting his fucking face busted open, you know, when whenever Paul Walker's trying to show that he's actually a badass. Um you know, so so yeah, there's there's a lot of capable things here. Uh, when there are moments of gore and bloodshed, they they do decent jobs with the effects. Uh, could I have used more? Always, you know. But that's just me. I'm being a brat. I I like gore and and shit like that in my horror movies. Uh, but yeah, overall, I I had a good time. I enjoyed it. I've never seen this before, so so thank you, Dean. And uh, and yeah, that's really kind of where my thoughts were on it. And as far as I go, uh, I saw this movie when it came out back in 20, 2008. Uh, wow, sounds like so long ago. But, yeah, I, I saw that uh, in theaters and thought that it was okay. Like it was an independent movie that had a lot of good things going for it, but at the same time, like, yeah, it, it tried, but it didn't go all the way. Like, the gore, I wanted more. And it, like it tried, like it was like you know what we're gonna go for gore, and it tried. But um, the one gore sequence that I'll talk about uh, with the sheriff it was the best, but um, it was okay because when you get Shea Wiggum in a movie, it's like all right, well we can't get John Barenthal, we can't get Frank Grillo, so we'll go for Shea Wiggum. Anyway, uh, <laughs> the movie <laughs> opens up in like, like under your breath. So like show <laughs> yeah. So the movie opens up in a gas station where a pump attendant is attacked by a rabid animal. The attendant's body starts to contort. Then the young couple, Seth and 
his girlfriend Polly. Uh, they're on a vacation uh, for an anniversary, um, and they decide this tent's not working. I'm so sorry. Like, it's broken. Let's go to motel. But their plans are shattered when their car is jacked by escaped convict Dennis and Lacey, who are just trying to find their way to potentially Mexico. Um, that night... You boys ever been to Mexico? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. get all crazy when they're um, on the syrup. So, yeah, Dennis has promised Lacey Mexico, and she's like, yeah, we're going to Mexico, right? He's like, yeah, but we're going to go to Platt, right? And she's like, what? Uh, so that night, the group gets a flat tire. They run over a splinter-affected animal on the road, which also damages the radiator. Um, Lacey thinks that eventually the animal is ginger. She's like, help me, Seth. Ginger is my my pet. It's my puppy. You got to help me. And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> I think uh, we've gone past that point. And she's like, no, you got to help me. She's like, nope. So Ginger being dead, they eventually find their way to the shelter at an abandoned gas station where they find out they need to get antifreeze and crackers. So... Dennis is like, yeah, we have to get some um, crackers and antifreeze. It's going to be fine when we get to this uh, point. Um, so they eventually discovered the horribly um, infected uh, pump body of the guy that we saw earlier in the movie in the bathroom. She's like, oh, fuck. I don't know what that is. And she's attacked by this and dies. But her corpse eventually slowly reanimates and becomes a new creature, which attacks the reanimated survivors of the group. So Lacey begins slamming her body against the glass doors of the body station, of the glass station, um, and Seth looks for a back door key. He's searching all over the place. I'm, I'm always looking key. for the back door key, bro. <laughs> yeah. Polly manages to pop the uh, the uh, Polly manages to pop the hinges off the uh, door, but there's another door blocking their way. So it's like, all right, well, well. But at the same time, Seth is like, she's on the roof. We are fucked. Um, So while they try to figure out another way to get out, Sheriff Terry Frankel arrives and attempts to arrest Dennis, but is ripped apart by the creature. Uh, I love this scene because she's just... (laughs) It's the only scene in this movie where I'm like, all right, we're getting some good gore. Um, yeah, I mean, it like tore her right she, in fucking half and yanked her whole fucking top half of the fucking body away. Right? It's the one scene where I'm like, all right, she's screaming. She's just needs to get away. But at the same time, like, it's a great fucking gore scene. 
Um, the creature takes the top half of the officer's body and bonds with it, becoming a larger fucking creature. Um, when you see it on the roof, it, it, you see it on the roof, and all of a sudden it's like, all right, so what are they doing? It's becoming a larger creature. Um, Seth thinks them getting away is a bad idea, so Dennis eventually decides, I'm going to squirt some lighter fluid under the door. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> You're right. Um, and Seth, the entire time, is like, this is a fucking bad idea. Like, if you want to light this up, it's going to kill us all. We have to think of a better way. Um, they eventually decide... Franco's radio that she had left behind is the best way to go about it. So Seth makes a tool out of a wire shirt hanger and attempts wire to hanger. get the radio. It's hangers but that clothe you. It's hangers that feed you. No more wire hangers. But we did. Um, but the creature, which stops them eventually from getting the fucking radio, moves to the hand and they eventually make their way into a walk-in refrigerator. So Seth and Polly discover that Dennis has also been affected um, by this splinter. Well, we, um, we also have biologist Seth here, like, telling us that, you know, like, he, he's watching, like, the hand mutate to the other part as it's drinking the blood, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and he, you know, being that, he is pretty much an incapable character other than just sitting here giving us the information about the, the science, so to say, of what we're seeing here. And what I actually did find very interesting, you know, this movie's premise really isn't all that far from what was a very recent hit series. Well, The Thing, obviously, but, like, The Thing is an alien. The blob. Like, in this case here... You know, well, again, the blob is an alien. Like, the, the, these are life forms that are coming from another planet. But a recent hit on HBO, a video game that would come out four years after this movie, The Last of Us, plays on a very mm. similar concept in which fungus infects, you know, the world and kind of creates zombies. There's a fungus out of among them. us. There's, There's a, a fungus, fungus among us, you know. It's, I hate when that happens, you know. It's, it's all over your balls, it's fucking itchy. Your ass gets these rings on it. Um, you know, <laughs> ring, ring, ringworms a problem. But but uh, but yes, yeah, so as I'm watching this, uh, that's that's kind of where my thoughts are going because you know, again, this is this is four years prior to to the Last of Us video game, and obviously, fucking you know, fourteen years before the fucking TV series ever hits anything. But pretty much the same concept. Good call. Or at least very similar. Really Thank good call. you. Thank you. That. See, look, like I, put, I put my work into it. So I'm good. <laughs> I'll, talk to you guys, I'll talk to you guys next week. <laughs> so Seth and Polly discover that Dennis has been infected by this fungus, uh, and his left arm violently twists, and Seth and Polly amputate his arm to infect him spreading. Dennis explains that he had been fucked by a splinter from the big creature. Yeah, I know. Um, that's, a, so, that's a no. It doesn't work. I can't get through the bone. I can't get through the bone. <laughs> well, of course not. He's <laughs> a boss cutter. Um, 
So Dennis explains that he had been pricked by a splinter from the creature they encountered on the road. Seth discovers that the creatures are actually a fungus among us that take control of the corpses that infect and can, uh, consume the blood. They, they base their hunts on blood. So if you're hot, they're coming after you. If you're not, you're fine. You know, so that's why the car that had been outside earlier, they were after it. But if you're cold, you're good. So it's one of those things where you have to decide where you're going to go. So by lowering his body temperature with bags of ice, Seth is able to sneak past the creature to the police car. While Polly so, so, and Dennis... So here's one of those yeah. weird fucking movie moments, right? Here's one of those weird movie moments in which they introduce the concept that you're like, okay, I can go with this. <laughs> I can go with this. Like, you know, the creature senses heat. You know, that this. I'm like, hey, I'm all for it. They're like, yo, how are we going to do this? How are we going to figure this out? Yo, this motherfucker's like, yo, if I lower my body temperature, blah, 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 blah. All right, how about you just... <laughs> Take the fucking duct tape that you got, and you just tape the fucking bags of ice to your body, thereby right. blocking your your flesh <laughs> from then you become fighting ice creatures instead of fucking laying there with ice on your body as if you're really going to lower your body temperature down to 91 fucking degrees. <laughs> like, well, I think on, based man. on the F- it's a good point. It's a very good point. But I think part of that too, uh, I think I think just to comment on 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 what you're saying there, is given like within the realm of the film and the explanation of how this idea is going to work and what would happen to your body when it reaches certain temperature. I feel like if he has duct tape all of the bags of ice to his body, like would drop too much before they'd be able to get it all off of him and he would die. <laughs> just based on his theory. Just based on the theory that he introduced in the film. <laughs> See, he'd be able to get the bags of ice off of himself and it would have probably taken half the time. But I mean, even without... Take duct tape off, man? Duct tape, duct tape is horrible. All the time, bro. I use it to seal up fucking cuts, dude. I fucking work with that shit on a regular basis. It can be a bitch, but you know what? In this situation, you fucking tear that shit off, man. But, you know, the the other fun thing here that I think about is remember earlier in the film when they had that bright idea about the lighter fluid? Well, if it goes to the Mm. source that's hotter... And if you light the forest on fire, you can walk out the door, get in the car, pull the car up, drive the fuck away before that fucking creature even had a clue that you were even fucking around it again. Yeah. End of movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. sorry. I, I know I ruined <laughs> End of movie. Spoiler. No, at the same time, it's like, yeah, that's it. Oh, you ruined it. And I got to think about that too. I'm like, yeah, that's it. It's done. (laughs) But we have to go into the third act of the movie. So by lowering his body temperature with bags of ice, Seth is able to sneak past the creature to the police car 
with Polly and Dennis distracting it with fireworks the entire time. Seth discovers that without the keys, the car and the police car are fucked. Yeah, no fucking way. Like, I... I just, I've seen so many body cam footages of the cops, like, they would never take the keys out of the car. There was never. So, this was kind of fun. Um, his body temperature begins to rise again, forcing Dennis to leave the gas station to warn the creature away from him. As a result, they have to hide in the freezer. So... Dennis and Polly have to they have the freezer. freezer with a squeezer. <laughs> so the discarded fireworks ignite, and you have Seth retrieving a shotgun from the police cruiser to help Polly and um, Dennis escape. But eventually, everything gets involved in flames. The creature dies, but Dennis is still affected, where he lays on the ground and tells him to get away. Just get away. It's fine. Gotta, gotta I'm going to die away. here. He gives Seth and Polly a key to the bank account, talking about the wife of the man he shot, who later died. Give it to her. She deserves to have the money, and they just say, okay, it's going to be fine. Dennis shoots the propane tanks, incinerating the gas station and himself, while anything else can be completely incinerated. Um, And that leaves Seth and Polly to walk down the road to their next adventure. (laughs) This is what led me to my, my, my point. They're having a weekend. They're having their uh, anniversary weekend. Could you fucking imagine asking them what happened that weekend? How was your weekend, guys? Oh, what did you guys do for your anniversary? (laughs) 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 What are you talking about? It's all in perspective. It's all in perspective, okay? It's how you take it. How did you guys... You guys are going to go out for a weekend, right? How was it? Yeah. Right? No. <laughs> well, anyway. Uh, no. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, so we wanted to go camping in the woods, but that didn't work out. And then eventually, you know, we got taken hostage by two guys. And <laughs> I would love that fucking meeting. Oh, well, eventually, yeah. No, it's fine. Uh, one thing I want to uh, talk about go ahead, go ahead. Uh, is the character of 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 Dennis and and Dennis and Lacey, of course. Uh, you know, yeah. we get into and this is rewinding a bit, but we get introduced to them, of course, when they when they carjack um, Seth yeah. and Polly, and you know, we we have heard through like their conversations that. You know that they're going to that they're perhaps going to Mexico, uh, but then they're heading north. Like we hear some weird things about the story. They're obviously, right. um, you know, on the run from something that we don't know what yet. Given the 
throwing of their bag into the woods and the really poor right. attempt uh, to hide the truck that they had that broke down where they just pushed it off the road. And I guess they thought maybe it was going to go deeper into the woods, but just kind of stuck there. But they, 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 they carjack Seth and Polly, um, perhaps they're druggies, perhaps just she's a druggie, uh, you know, they're forced into the environment at the, at the gas station, of course, uh, you know, Polly, you know, meeting her demise almost immediately. And then mm. slowly, you know, slowly Dennis and, and, and Seth and Polly realize that they need <clears> to, <throat> to work together to, to try yeah, Lacey and meets her demise almost immediately. You mean, sorry, Lacey, yeah, I apologize. Lacey, Lacey yeah. meets her demise almost immediately. And Seth and Polly and, and Dennis have to have to work together. I feel that um, I I that um, I would have liked to have known kind of a little more of Dennis's backstory. Like I, we know we heard yeah. we know that he killed somebody, and that you know he had this money that he wanted to go. Uh, to to the widow of the person that he killed, and that you know he uh, need you know he felt that if he got a second chance, then that person should have a second chance. And I guess he's considering his second chance, uh, his if running away change, to Mexico. If I could change, and if you could change, <laughs> we all like, could change. If his if his if his mission is to get north to to deliver that money, uh. I'm assuming he's viewing his second chance is getting to Mexico, but we learn that pretty much every cop uh, in in the southern half of the state is looking for him. Uh, so I guess did maybe I missed something, but did he like break out of jail? Like like like. How is everyone looking for him or or did he kill someone right. and like in the time in between the murder and having this money and wanting this money to go to the person he murdered widow, like was he on drugs and then he now got clean and has seen the error of his ways and just wants to make up for it? Like how is half of the state authorities looking for him where when uh when the officer shows up at the gas station, she knows exactly who he is by sight immediately. Like I just feel there were some some pieces of story there uh, with Dennis's character that that maybe could have been explained a little better, unless there was something uh, that I did miss. And I did watch this all in one shot. It wasn't one of these deals where I put it on late at night, like I usually do, and kind of dozed off and then had to finish it the next day. But is there something that I missed there as far as Dennis's character? Definitely uh, think no, it was I mean, one of those situations where yeah, he was he was wanted. Yeah, cause he he did escape, he did escape prison. Um, that, that was stated at, at one point. Um, so that is why they're looking for him. Okay. So yeah. that, okay. So that makes more sense. So then I, then I missed, cause it seemed to me like watching it, that this seemed like, uh, somebody that is on the run from like, from escaping from prison or from the police. Um, because I feel like in order for, him to have the 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 come to the light moment and wanting to do the right thing, 
uh, for the widow of the person that he killed, I feel like some time would have had to have passed in between the act and where he is now for him wanting to kind of make that, that reparation or, or that noble gesture. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Well, yeah, it, it, was like, it was a fart and you missed it type of dialogue moment, unfortunately. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, definitely. Like the, you know, the Gord said, it's a fart and you miss it moment in the movie. Um, and I fucking hate that. Like, I just, why do all these people have to have this moment where they're like, oh, I tried to help out. It's like, no, you're a dick. Like, you were an asshole. That's fine. You know, but you have to have that moment where, like, no, I tried to help her out. I tried to give her the money, and she deserves that. Like, people, you know, don't get it. But anyway, um, as we close out tonight's episode, uh, thank you so much for being with Splinter, but I um, want to go out with tonight's episode for my next week's episode of 1984's because I want to go into 1984 so I'm this year uh, Night of the Comet from 1984 oh, yep. so we'll talk about that next week on the show Night of the Comet. With um with uh with uh Catherine Mary Stewart, right? Yep. Yep, and the man with the mustache. Yeah, I will I will I will look forward to um to talking about this one and I will look forward uh to watching this one again because this is one that I hadn't seen. I haven't seen this one in a million years, uh, but have very fond memories of it. And as well as having uh, some pretty like vivid memories of characters and scene and scenes and, and things this happened and things that happened as well as uh, those, some like just some, you know, from my personal perspective, just some interesting memories of that time and the years after I saw that movie and, and thinking about it. So, um, again, I haven't, I don't, I don't know when the last time I saw a night of the comet was, but I'll, I'll look forward to, um, taking a look at it again for, for next week's, uh, episode. What an interesting, uh, choice. Um, taking a quick so look right now, it. just so I can see, um, let's see night of the comet. It is on, uh, it's on Tubi. It's on Pluto. Yep. It is on, the Criterion Bunch channel, three. if you have a subscription to that, it's on the Roku channel with ads. If you have a Roku channel that has a lot of shit um, that you can watch, so it's available to see in, in several different places. But, um, yeah, Night of the Comet, uh, again, I am always have been uh, a fan of, uh, um, what's her face, uh, Captain Mary Stewart. So I will I'll, I'll look forward to, to talking about this one. So, as always, I, yeah. I'm just looking forward to talking about the 40th anniversary of things. I'm turning 40. Let's turn 40 with Night of the, Night of the Comet. So, go ahead and sign yourself off, cool. Let's go.
Stay scared, everybody. Stay scared. Oh, how enthusiastic. (laughs) 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 Ha, 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 ha.